Nikki Gordon helps the Twins to their fifth straight victory. This one over the Boston Red Sox, a decisive victory. The offense comes alive. Are the Twins prepping for a big-time September? Let's discuss it on today's episode of Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Tuesday, August 30th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Again, this is Nash Walker, season three on a daily basis, hosting this podcast, season four, writing about the Twins at twinsdaily.com. The Nick Gordon episode. Nick Gordon comes through with a clutch two-run double in the first and a grand slam, his first career grand slam in the fifth to give the Twins a 7-4 to lead. This was awesome for so many different reasons. Nick, last night, Rocco pulls him for Kyle Garlick in the middle of that game, and they're having a conversation in the dugout, I'm sure, to the, to the I believe in you tone. And tonight, Nick Gordon goes out there I knew immediately when that that ball left his bat because he just there's something about his swings, there's something about his homers where you know when he pulls the ball from the left side, it's incredible how he's able to do that. He's so small, like he looks so small, and he has so much power. That ball was four sixteen, perfect spotted fastball right at the bottom of the zone, perfect spot for him. I mean, that was a a perfect spot for a left-handed hitter and for Nick Gordon, who's always looking fastball, always looking to swing and drive the ball. Have a year, Nick Gordon. I tweeted this out, but if you would have asked me before the season, who do you think is going to bring the most pop from the left side on the Twins this year? My first guess would have been Jorge Polanco. My second guess would have been Alex Kirilov. My third guess would have been Max Kepler. My fourth guess would have been Trevor Larnick. Maybe my fifth guess would have been Nick Gordon. I might have guessed Luis Sorais before Nick Gordon. I wasn't sure what he was going to do this year. I thought maybe he'd be a good utility player. He was down the stretch last year for the Twins. Showed a little pop. Nobody expected this. I don't think anybody expected this type of power. It's not just the home runs and the doubles. It's where they're going. This isn't. These aren't wall scraping home runs. He is driving the, impacting the ball. He's been awesome. He's been awesome for the Twins from the left side. Batting fifth, great spot for him. Batting fifth against a right-handed starter. You don't feel like you're batting him too high. That that feels like the perfect spot for Nick Gordon right now. Fifth, right in the heart of that order because he has been the most impactful left-handed bat for the Twins this year. Polanco's been dinged up, but I'm excited about this lineup because if you get Polanco back and you're getting contributions from Gordon and Kepler's carrying his weight a little bit, drawing walks, at the minimum, drawing walks, you see how much that helps the offense. He drew a couple walks tonight, loading up the bases. He walked right before Nick Gordon's grand slam. That helps the Twins, and he was running a career-high walk rate. That helps just to do that, and then some clutch hits here and there. Nobody's asking him to hit 15 home runs in September, but just carry your weight. And you have Correa, who's swinging a really good stick right now. Got to get Luis Arise on track. He had, a, he had a hit at the end of the game that scored a run, a run, run scoring hit. Got to get hit back, him back on track. But with Nick Gordon and, and Gio coming through like he has, and even Jake Cave and Celestino having their moments, Cave homered again tonight, 
I'm more excited. Sanchez homer tonight as well. I'm more excited about this group, certainly, than I have been in the last couple weeks. I mean, it, it was really hard to be confident in this offense, watching them just flounder and flounder and flounder, and unable to get that big swing. This is what we've talked about all year. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know I've I've stressed, and it's not rocket science. It's not like I'm I figured anything out with this, but the Twins have lacked the big swing with runners on base, and there's been so much, so many problems with runners in scoring position, runners in scoring position, and two outs for long stretches of time, unable to hit with runners in scoring position. Sometimes the answer to that is not let's hit an opposite field single. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's let's hit a grand slam. Let, let's absolutely unload on a two-strike fastball to right field and just bust this thing wide open. You felt like the game was over at that point. It wasn't. Like the Red Sox made it, I think they made it 7-5 to five, or 8-5. to five. But it felt like it was over after that swing because they got the big swing. The Twins got the big swing. And for so many weeks, their opponent was getting the big swing. Their opponent was hitting the three-run homer. Their opponent was hitting the grand slam. Their opponent was doing it while the Twins were not offensively. And the last couple days, they have gotten the big swing. They got, they've gotten it all throughout this five-game winning streak. The one win was standing was the walk-off walk, but they got the big hit from Jake Cave to tie the game in the ninth inning with two outs. They got that big hit. So that's been the difference. Like if you're wondering why they're winning, it's been it's been their bullpen. Their bullpen's been great. They've gotten good enough starts to win these games. Joe Ryan was fantastic, fantastic on Friday night. But they're finally getting those clutch hits. They're getting those big swings with runners in scoring position. That's the difference offensively. If they can do that, if they can do this semi-consistently, you get Polo back, and if Polo's healthy and and swinging his best bat in September, the offense can be good enough to win a lot of ballgames. And they could be set up here to play their best baseball in September. What would that look like? Do I think it's possible for this team? Is it possible? Is it probable? Is it likely? Let's get to all that after this word from LinkedIn Jobs. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a job post within minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is the time of year as we gear up for fall to get ready. Get ready at LinkedIn Jobs. It is a great time. Again, that's LinkedIn Jobs dot com slash locked on mob terms and conditions as always apply we are final i believe i think we're final in chicago i believe we're final in chicago the royals were were, were set to beat the white Sox tonight which is obviously still a good thing for the twins i think the white Sox are are falling back yes nine seven is the final in chicago royals over the white Sox. so the Sox are now six games back of the Guardians and four and a half games back of the Twins. A shockingly bad season for the White Sox. And I'm honestly really surprised that they have not figured it out. Like, I really expected them to figure it out and to start winning games and go on a run. They haven't. Is this the time for the Twins to go on a run? Are they poised to make a run in September? The formula we've seen over these five games, 
That formula will win them a lot of games in September. We discussed it last night because we saw it again tonight. More offense tonight. Last night was a, a dominant pitching performance up and down. They gave up a couple runs, but that's a good lineup. That's a good Red Sox lineup. And tonight, you know, they pitched well enough to win, and the offense got it done. The formula is timely hitting and a great bullpen. That can be their formula. If they play those things out, if they get timely hitting in September, not every you know, you're not going to get it every single at bat, but timely hitting and their bullpen plays to the upside I think they're capable of playing to, they, they're going to have a really good chance to, to upend Cleveland and win the division. Those are the keys. They still need quality starts, of course. Your starting pitching can't explode. But I'm not even asking for like great starting pitching. If you get solid starting pitching, not great, solid starting pitching, timely hits, and your bullpen does what I think they're capable of doing, I think they'll win the division. And that's what we've seen over the, these last five games. And in some ways, they don't control it because they're, they're a game and a half back of Cleveland and Cleveland controls their own destiny. But the Twins have eight games against Cleveland. And that's, that's key against the Guardians as well. Because this Guardians team is, they're really scrappy. Like, they'll come back. They're tough. They're gritty. They'll come back on you. They'll score late runs. They'll get to your bullpen. If the Twins can win that battle, they haven't won that battle against Cleveland all year. If they can win that battle in September, the bullpen is great in September with those timely hits, with solid starts. I do think that will be enough to win the Central. They're not chasing down a Goliath. You know, they're not chasing down the Astros, who we know are an amazing team. They're not chasing down the Dodgers, one of the best teams of all time. They're chasing down the Guardians, a good, a good team, a good young team. It won't be easy. It's not the Dodgers. It's not the Astros. You're chasing down the Guardians. And if the Twins play to that formula like they have over this five-game winning streak, I do think they'll have a very good chance to win the Central and make the playoffs. When, you know, a couple days ago, swept by the Astros, things were looking really bleak. But that formula will win them games. And it works for this team. That's not the same formula for every team. That formula doesn't work for everybody. You know, for Cleveland, they have a rotation that... It feels like every single game gives them a chance, and then they scratch across runs. They win on the base pass. They play good defense. That's their formula. The Twins' formula is going to be timely hitting and their bullpen. That's going to be it. I think that's going to be it for them. That will be their ticket to the postseason or to a division title or, of course, both. I think that's going to be the ticket. And the bullpen again tonight. McGill gave up a run. A little bit shakier tonight than it was in the series opener. They went to Pagan in the ninth with a five-run lead. I've kind of made the case over and over, like, somebody's got to get, somebody needs to be in Pagan's role. It's not like you're getting rid of his role. He's almost he's in a mop-up role, like a mop-up, middle-inning slash, we're up by five runs role right now. And for some reason, they they prefer him in that role than, like, Evan Sisk or Drew Schrotman or, you know, Giovanni Moran, who's up now, back with the team. For some reason, they prefer him in that role. I don't know why. Maybe it is because he's under contract for next year and they, they're going they're planning to pay him in arbitration. That wouldn't make sense to me, but it, it certainly seems like they trust not trust, but they prefer him in that role over a lot of other young guys who actually look like they could have a future on the twins. I guess like what you could say is his current role tonight, like that tonight you have a very high probability of winning that game, no matter who pitches the ninth. Like Nick Gordon pitches the ninth. I'm not going to say that it's a five-run lead. Is, is you know It's not a 10-run lead. But they had a very high probability of winning that game 
no matter who they put in from their bullpen. Maybe not Nick Gordon. No matter who they put in, you know, if it was Moran, they probably still win that game. So that's semi-harmless to use him there. But the way they used him Sunday to come into a hot spot in the middle innings when the game was could have been on the line at that point and he walked in a run and then got an out, that's not harmless. So it's the way they've used him has been frustrating. Like the the leash that he continues to get is frustrating. But if he's going to pitch in these situations, it's not the end of the world. I mean, someone's got to pitch in these situations, but I've just made the argument all year that it should be somebody else. Like it should be somebody, again, who could have upside in a future on this team. I think they view Pagan as having that upside and maybe that future on the team in 2023. I just don't see how you can trust this dude um, in any semblance of a high leverage spot or any semblance of a close game. It's just hard. It's hard to envision that. But you got it done in the ninth, and the bullpen uh, the bullpen got it done. Duran got hot, sat down. Jax had another good inning. Jax has been lights out his last handful of outings. He had a tough stretch there, uh, kind of represented by Joey Gallo's home run in at Dodger Stadium. That was a tough stretch for him, but he's been awesome recently. And, and the slider, the late break on the slider is just so, so tough. Twins are expecting Tyler Malley to return this weekend in Chicago which is great news for the rotation. I say the formula is timely hitting and the bullpen. How they can raise the floor is getting Tyler Malley back and getting Tyler Malley back effectively, like getting him back, not just healthy, but effectively, where he is 92-93 with the fastball. The stuff is sharp. He looks the same as he did before he left that game. That would be, or not before he left that game, but like the start before in Anaheim. Looking like that would be a huge development for the Twins. Of course. I mean, they got him knowing they needed him. They wouldn't have gotten him if they didn't think they needed him, right? And I think part of that is for 2023, but it's for this year too. They needed him. They need him in this rotation. Like Aaron Sanchez can't fill those starts and and not blow up eventually. There's a reason he's a waiver claim, you know? And I, I stuff is okay. I don't think Aaron Sanchez is like terrible or anything, but he's not a guy who should be starting every fifth day for a team that's trying to make up a game and a half and make the postseason and win the division. That's got to be Tyler Malley. So his return is big this weekend. Figure Caleb Hamilton is the one going out potentially. Um, but rosters are going to expand September 1st, and the Twins will be able to add one pitcher and one hitter. Maybe they add Billy Hamilton. He he was moved to St. Paul today. He's playing for the Saints. I think that's very likely he is the one added at the beginning of September as the end of the bench piece, who's going to come in and pinch run. That's the one they have. They have some serious flaws. Clearly like they're six games above 500. There's some serious flaws on this team. One of their biggest flaws is they have no speed. And now they definitely have no speed with Buxton on the injured list, having Billy Hamilton available to pinch run. I think that could be bigger than people perceive it to be because the twins play in so many close games. They play in a lot of extra innings games. It feels like having Billy Hamilton as your runner on second, that can't hurt at all. You know, and it can't hurt to use him as a pinch runner late in games. That's he's a luxury to have. I I like that they picked up Billy Hamilton. I think any playoff team with the bench room could use Billy Hamilton. And right now they have Caleb Hamilton in a bench spot. Like he's not he has no role, right? He's a third catcher. He's not playing. He played last night, but that was more getting aggressive and bringing garlic into that game. You probably would have seen Billy Hamilton in that same spot and maybe even prefer Billy Hamilton to hit in Caleb Hamilton's spot last night. I think it'll be Billy Hamilton, the pitcher. That'll be interesting too. I'm not sure. Maybe they add Bailey Ober right away. Seems unlikely. You know, maybe they add Josh Winder, who's now 
I think he's pitching in St. Paul. Uh, Trevor Larnick's on his way back. Randy Dobnak's on his way back. So there's some decisions they're going to make here uh, with that roster spot, with the pitching roster spot. I think I expect it to be Josh Winder, which, again, I'm, I'm super high on Winder. I've been super high on Winder since he was a prospect. And last year, we covered him a lot because he was so good. But he's had shoulder problems and didn't look the same before he hit the injured list again. But if you got Winder and you put him into the bullpen and he let it loose and he's 96-97, he was 96 when he was healthy as a starter in Tampa Bay. I think his best start of the year was in Tampa Bay against the Rays. He was 96-97 in that start. Super sharp stuff. Awesome. If you put him in the bullpen and he's healthy, he's feeling good, I think you could get potentially a Griffin Jacks-like contribution as well from Josh Winder. And maybe at that point, Pagan is just really a mop-up guy. He's really your mop-up guy. Like He only pitches in that situation tonight. No way he's coming in to a hot situation. What Winder also could do for the Twins is what, when I watch the White Sox, Jimmy Lambert, who is a pitching prospect for them, one of their top pitching prospects, he's in a bullpen role, but he's filling multiple innings in a lot of his bullpen roles. And Winder could do that. And that's what they had him, that's the role they had him in earlier this year. I think you prefer Winder in that role over Smeltzer. If you need somebody to, to clean up some innings, you could also piggyback Winder with Archer. You could go Archer for three, avoid the, the, inevitable fourth or fifth inning blow up that Archer seems to have every single start. Just let him go through the lineup once go to winder. They'll have options. And I think they'll have flexibility if they're able to get him back and get, get him healthy. Randy Dobnak is, I don't know if you want to add him when he hasn't pitched in a couple of years now, like over a year, he hasn't pitched in a major league game. Do you want to add him and risk that? I guess what you could do is put him into a cleanup role and just see what he has or put him into an innings eater role, give him multiple innings in the middle of games when they need to make up some. But I do think that they're going to have more options in September on the pitching side. Knock on wood, hopefully nobody gets hurt, and I'm sure somebody will go down and it you know won't matter. But it's exciting to think about the options they could have, especially with Winder because we know his arm is is electric when he's healthy, and what would happen if you put Josh Winder in the bullpen in, in true short stints, not long relief, but what if you put him in true short stints and said, like, just just go, let it loose? I wonder what would happen with him. I'm, I'm hopeful that he would be nasty out of the pen. Very similar mix to Griffin Jacks. His slider's his best pitch. Fastball's been hit hard for Winder, uh, but I think you could see a similar impact in that spot for him. We'll see what happens lot to get to before then. We'll be back with a postgame tomorrow. Can't wait. Twins go for their sixth straight win and second straight series win at home. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB Podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. I will be on Lockdown MLB on Thursday, so you'll want to tune into that. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day, and go Twins.